Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Today on the podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about a topic that I get in arguments with financial planners all the time about it, quote unquote financial experts. And that is, that is my belief that people are too aggressively invested into the stock market. And today I'm going to, I'm going to use a podcast to explain to you what I mean by that. And that you can take this information and say, does that mean I'm too uh, aggressively invested or what, what should I be doing? Okay. Um, now, before we get into the episode, as always, be sure to subscribe so that way we can get notified when there are new episodes. Share this with your friend. It helps them. And of course, it helps us grow our audience. So the help is greatly appreciated. So yeah, let's jump right into it. First and foremost, I, I'm excited about this one because it gets to highlight what I've said on previous podcasts or if you've been in one of our workshops where we talk about of how to make money easy to understand. And we talk about our first formula. Income minus expenses equals remaining cash. We're going to be really focusing on that formula today to be to highlight to you what I mean about my opinion about people being too aggressively invested. And so to understand this, I'm actually going to go out and take this from a viewpoint of how a traditional financial planner uh, looks at this and how he makes this decision. And if we look at that first formula, income less expenses equals remaining cash, what your traditional financial planner is looking at is the remaining cash. And that is what he's saying he has control over because that's what he can invest for you. Okay. And at the end of the day, the average person right now that's 65 years old is probably going to need a little bit over a million dollars in order to retire and not run out of money. Okay. However, the average 65 to 75 year old in this country only has $266,000 in net worth. Okay, that's in complete net worth. That can be like things like 401k, equity in the house, everything. Basically, long story short, they, they don't have anywhere close to the amount of money that they need, okay? And so when I go to a financial planner and I say, most people in my opinion are too aggressively invested in the stock market, their response is this. We have to put them aggressively into the stock market because it's the only way that they are going to be able to hit the number they need to, to retire. Okay. So basically, they're not saying you have the ability to take risk. They're not saying that you have the, the willingness to take risk. Basically, what they're looking at is that first formula. They're looking at income minus expenses and saying all, we, all the financial planner can control is the remaining cash and the remaining cash that you give them to invest. And they're looking at this knowing you don't, you're not investing enough to be able to hit your retirement goal. Therefore, 
I need to make this more risky. And now my job is to sell you on why you need to take more risk, okay? Now, the reason why I say that's a flawed approach is because the financial planner or the investment advisor only has control over the remaining cash amount that you, that you give them. That doesn't mean that's all you control, okay? You can control everything about that first formula, income minus expenses equals remaining cash. Therefore, when you can turn around and say, well, look, instead of taking more risk, because I, I just don't want to take risk in the stock market, for example, I can always cut my expenses a little bit more, and therefore I have more remaining cash, which means I can invest more. Great, fantastic. Now I don't have to take the risk, or if I do take the risk, potentially I can make even more and have more towards my retirement or be able to retire sooner, right? Um, or my favorite one is focusing on income. If you're limited on how much you can invest, well, if you focus on income, that's the first piece of that formula, your income can grow infinitely. So if you're looking at things like, how do I increase my human capital, which human capital is like your skills that you develop that project out how much income you're gonna make and it also decreases how much risk your income is, so if you're sitting there saying, what can I do to build my human capital? By the way, if you guys want more information on human capital, we've done podcasts on that. And I mean, that's why I kind of blew through that right now. So if you want more information on human capital, I'll put that in the show notes. But it's like, what can I do to increase my human capital? Therefore, I increase my, my income. And that's what's going to give you more money to invest. And so that way, you can actually say, is taking risk appropriate for me or not? Because at the end of the day, when I look at this, I don't look at someone's remaining cash necessarily. That, that's all gets factored into it and just say, oh, well, based on this remaining cash and their retirement goal number, I have to invest this aggressively. Okay. What we do at FitBus, we look at the FitBus score, which incorporates everything, um, your income, your expenses, your debts. And we say, does this person have the ability to take risk? And if the answer is no, it doesn't matter to me what that remaining cash number is. That's what we're going to tell you. Like you don't have the ability necessarily to take risk. And so for example, for those of you that have built your profiles and whatnot, let's just say you have a 300 or a 400 pit box score. Again, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just feedback that we'd be telling you as of right now, you shouldn't be 70% in the stock market or 80% in the stock market. You should probably be like 30 or 40% into the stock market. Versus like if you have an 800 pit box score, well, yes, you have the ability to take more risk because of your overall financial situation. But like I said, most people, just because of, on average, people's behaviors and whatnot, tell us that they should not be in the stock market. Because on average, the, the typical person doesn't have enough for retirement, which means on average, people don't make the right decisions with their money throughout their life. So most of you, from that perspective, as of this point in time, should not be taking as much risk and be as aggressively invested as your traditional financial planner is telling you. Now, does that mean you can't take risk in the future? No, it just means setting yourself up and getting yourself on a better, stronger financial footing before taking risk. Or like I said, going back to that first formula, figure out ways to increase your income, which obviously is easier said than done, or figure out what you can do in, in terms of cutting costs, like the low hanging fruit, and so that way you have more money to invest. 
And then once you get that good solid base and your FIPO score increases, then you can turn around and start taking more and more risk with your financial assets. Again, just to summarize, I believe too many people are too aggressively invested. And it's because financial planners look at that number and all they look at is how much money you're giving them to invest. And they look at this magic number that they say, this is how much you need in retirement. And they know that the average person will not be like investing enough that if they invested conservatively, that they would hit that number. Therefore, they're suggesting, basically saying, you need to be aggressive in your investment. Now, they may dress that up in other reasons and try to sell you on it, like diversification, time, you have time, you're this, you're young. Those are all reasons that they're dressing up their true fundamental reason of making you more aggressive. And that is, they just don't want to tell you, you're not saving, you don't have enough money to save for this, therefore, we're, we're going to make this more aggressive unless you're not going to get to, to retirement savings, okay? Now, again, I believe, on average, most people are too aggressively invested. Like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, if you look at the entire picture of someone's profile, it just doesn't make sense for people to be as aggressive as they can. And I'll give you an example of, of that. We work with a lot of new grads first starting their jobs. They're just starting paying off their loans. You know, they're just starting. Um, a 401k, maybe they have like an emergency fund that has six or seven thousand dollars in it, and they go and put their money into a 401k. And the default option will put them like 90% into the stock market. It's like, look, you don't need to take risk yet. Like, you've got a, a small emergency fund, but you still don't have anything in investments, you still don't have any experience. Your financial situation is still actually probably pretty, pretty poor. Okay, in terms of tangible financials, you've got a lot of human capital, just not a lot of tangibles. So what happens if all of a sudden there's a major recession and you have like, you know, $3,000 or $4,000, let's just say like $4,000 in the stock market. Actually, you know what, let's just say it's like, like $10,000 in the 401k and you have like a $7,000 emergency fund, but then the stock market goes down 50% and then you're aggressively invested, right? So you could go down 50%, 60%, just like it did in 08. So your ten thousand dollars is down to like four grand, and so you got four grand there, and you got eight grand in your emergency fund, so a total of about eleven to twelve thousand dollars, and then you get laid off. Like you're gonna have to liquidate your four hundred k, you're gonna blow through that emergency fund. Like you're not gonna be in a good situation, and so that's why I say oftentimes people are too overly aggressively invested. And I get the whole point. Like you got a lot of time to invest. Like you have stable jobs, a lot of time stuff. Like that all factors into it. But the vast majority of us, you're too aggressively invested to start off with. Okay, like get that base underneath you, and then over time, as your financial situation gets uh, more and more improved, then start saying, hey, do I have the willingness to take more risk? And if the answer is yes, then go for it, take more risk. Okay, and the way we look at that in terms of financial situations, we look at the FitBox score, and as your FitBox score is going up, then it's like, yes, now I can afford more risk. Do I want to take that risk or not? So that is the podcast for today. As always, uh, if you guys need help, you know, download more of the podcast, watch our videos, our content, sign up, uh, build your profile, get your FitBus score, your human capital value, build your financial plan, track it, go from there. And if you have questions, you know how to get a hold of us. We'll talk to you soon.